The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again talking everything Buffalo Bills yeah, I'm always happy to chat with you guys and to catch up and to talk about the team. But here we are recording this the day after the Bills' 26 to 17 defeat at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, obviously, kind of a, a bit of a bitter pill to swallow, right? And kind of, I go through with this. I'll run few with few things like. I myself, right, I'm, I'm trying to, to grasp this. And I think you all know if you listen to the show on a regular basis, I try not to overreact to, to things with the Bills. I try not to get too high, which sometimes can be tough, right? The team gets off to a 4-0 start. Offense is clicking. Josh Allen looks great. All of these pieces. Uh, and then you try not to get too low, right? When I looked at the game against the Tennessee Titans from last week and talked about that, like, okay, hey, no Tredavious White, no Matt Milano, a uh, couple of, you know, kind of a fluky interception off of Andre Roberts' hands. You've got the, you know, fumbles on a, a kick return. You've got the interception return for 68 yards. Just some things that felt a bit fluky to me where it was like, okay, I'm not going to make too big of a deal of that game. And honestly, as you looked at it, like the Tennessee Titans are a good football team. As much as I would have loved to have seen the Bills win, um, since Ryan Tannehill has been their starting quarterback, they've been one of the best teams in the AFC, along with the Baltimore Ravens. You know, this season you could say the Pittsburgh Steelers and, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs as the defending Super Bowl champions. So you go into last night's game or yesterday evening's game, whatever it is you want to call it, right? Which which was weird to begin with. I mean, at first, right, this was a game that you had circled on the calendar as that measuring stick game because you're going up against the defending Super Bowl champions. And, oh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. The Bills traded out of the 10 spot in the 2017 draft and all of those pieces. And honestly, that was a uh, a narrative that really wasn't talked about too much leading into the game, and I was happy with that. But right, if if one thing going into the game, I guess part of me thought too, you know, maybe this can be that situation where the Bills, um, Josh Allen in particular, can sort of put that narrative to bed. Right, even if the Bills lose the game, if Josh Allen plays well enough, um, you know, the Bills can be like, hey, you guys, Patrick Mahomes, he's one of the best. 
but we've got our quarterback and, and the arrow is certainly pointing up. And as you look at a lot of these pieces for, for Allen and the Bills, uh, it was just not a good game. It was just not a good game from start to finish. Now, I know there's so many things we can look at and say, hey, the Bills actually hung around for a bit in this matchup. And you look at some of these pieces and you think to yourself, good gosh, what if what if the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was fumble was actually a fumble, right? When Justin Zimmer forced that late in the fourth quarter after the Bills had uh, scored the touchdown in a situation where it's like, gosh, okay, you're down six points, and it looked like the Bills had recovered a fumble uh, right around the 30-yard line. Um, obviously, that would have would have changed things a lot, right? What if the Bills had gotten a stop on third and 12 after uh, after that, right, and, and looking at things and thinking if they could have forced a punt from the Kansas City Chiefs and they would have been in a situation where they would have had the ball with, I don't know, three minutes left, maybe a couple timeouts, uh, down six points. Or what would have happened if instead of kicking the extra point, if the Bills had gone for two, had gotten the two, or even if Kansas City, you know, after getting the kickoff, drove down and uh, kicked a field goal, that it would have been an eight-point difference instead of a nine-point difference, in essence, taking the game out of play. Um, that piece with the two-point conversion, Joe Biscaglia and Matthew Fairburn talked about that in extensive fashion on the Bills Beat podcast, and I would suggest that you guys give that a listen if you haven't done so just yet. You know, but with all of this, right, it's weird because, I, I mean, I went into this game, and I'm always optimistic, right, that the Bills can win. I'm always optimistic from that standpoint. This was not a game that I expected them to win. Right. Anytime that I've done predictions, anytime that I've looked at things and said to myself, like, okay, let's run through the schedule. Let's see all these different things. Okay. You know, Miami, that's going to be a win. The Jets, that's going to be a win. All these pieces. Every time I came to the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, I had it. I had it as a loss. I had it as a loss every single time. So I don't look at this. Right. And when you look at the final score, you think, man, you know, held the Chiefs to 26 points or this and that. You know, you'd be thinking to yourself, like, and I don't play the moral victory game and any of those types of pieces, but it was just that the Bills just didn't look good last night, right? I mean, they just did not look good as a football team. And there's a lot of things that went into that. And I try not to just play into the statistics too much, but I do think the statistics really tell the story. You know, and it does start with Josh Allen. I mean, hey, having two touchdown passes, um, you know, effective in the red zone, great. The interception was late in the game, just trying to force something to happen. They were down nine points. It was going to take multiple miracles from that standpoint. I mean, completing 14 of 27 attempts, that's rough, man. I mean, certainly a couple of misfires, right? The first pass of the game to Cole Beasley, another one to Beasley later in the game that would have led to a first down. Um, Allen just seemed just a bit off last night. Right. And I mean, we said that after the Titans game, too. You look back to that game and you're thinking, man, if Allen played against Kansas City the way that he did against the Titans, maybe there's a different outcome with this game. Things just were not clicking. I don't want to, I don't know if it was the rain. I don't know what it was. John Brown obviously was not healthy from the first route that he ran when the ball bounced off his face mask, looking at things and thinking to myself, like, he is not himself. You saw him limping off the field immediately. He could have been pulled out of the game immediately. Um, 
but it's it started with Allen, and really when you looked at that first pass to Beasley, it just was not there. Um, he certainly did some good things, you know, utilizing his legs, eight carries for 42 yards, picking up some key first downs, making some things happen there. But when you look at it, um, it was it was a couple of different things, and I don't know if it was just the game script or what. I mean, only attempting 27 passes. I get you probably don't want to get into a shootout with the Kansas City Chiefs, and we'll talk about the defensive philosophy in just a little bit. But from that offensive standpoint, just things were just not they were just not clicking with the passing game. And once they didn't click in the passing game on that first set of downs, immediately it looked like the Bills turned to the run. And uh, and there was nothing good there either, right? Devin Singletary, 10 carries for 32 yards. Zach Moss with five carries for 10 yards. Um, the, the running game has just not gotten going at any point this season. It just is not. And, and you look at these pieces and you think to yourself, you talked about the continuity on the offensive line, doing a decent job in pass blocking and keeping a clean pocket for Allen. Certainly his mobility helps with that piece. But, uh, but the running game has been abysmal, and that is on the offensive line. That's on Devin Singletary, and to a smaller extent, that is on Zach Moss. The Kansas City Chiefs gave up, going into this game, 158 yards rushing a game. 158 yards rushing a game. And last night, the Buffalo Bills get 84 yards rushing on 23 attempts. It's just not enough, man. It's just not enough. And, you know, we can be excited about the passing game. That is, you know, where the league is at. I'm not saying that I want them to be a run-first team. But when you give the ball to one of your running backs, um, they need to be able to do something with it. And they have not been able to do much with it. Um, And that was certainly front and center against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, On the flip side, the, the Chiefs could just run wherever they wanted to. And listen, you take a step back and you understand it's a little bit more of what the philosophy is, right? Let's give up the run to not sacrifice the big play. You keep Tyreek Hill in check. You keep McCole Hardman in check. And you think, hey, if you can do those things, right? Patrick Mahomes only passing for 225 yards. What's that going to look like? Hey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looked like the second coming of Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, kind of you name it. Right, 26 rushing attempts for 161 yards. Um, you know, they finished averaging five point yards per carry. Um, the Bills' defense was not even that good because it was early in the fourth quarter and the Chiefs were averaging over seven yards per carry on the ground. And when you go through with all of that, they were just running at will. And it's one thing to say, hey, we are not going to give up the big passing plays, we're not going to let you beat us that way. But along those same lines, you got to make a tackle at some point, man. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 161 yards rushing, 94 of those yards coming after contact. L- listen, I'm no expert when it comes to X's and O's. I'm not going to tell you what alignment you should do, any of these types of pieces. 94 yards after contact, man. I mean, I understand he is a talented back, but that is unacceptable in any way, shape, or form. And for the Bills just call it the Bills run defense, right? Like it's from that standpoint where you just have to put yourself in a position. You've got to put yourself in a position to just make a tackle, to make a tackle. 
That is it. 94 yards after contact. Unacceptable. And speaking of unacceptable, I mean, I know going into the game, uh, maybe guys like Trent Murphy and Harrison Phillips got made out to be scapegoats for the Bills' defense and the struggles that they've had. You know, Justin Zimmer did some good things. Brian Cox Jr. seemed to be active on the field. But when you talk about just defending the run, it's it's not like the front four that were in there were getting any crazy pressure on Patrick Mahomes. At least play Harrison Phillips and Trent Murphy, who excel. I shouldn't say excel, but their strengths come at defending the run. At least then you put yourself in a position Right, I mean, they can get some pressure on the quarterback. I just felt those guys were made out to be scapegoats in, in one way, shape, or form. And you just go through all of it, right, and you think to yourself, okay, you know, when the Bills are sitting there at 4-0, you, you got yourselves, you know, you look at things like power rankings and, you know, there's chatter about Josh Allen being an MVP candidate and all of these different things. And then you play the two teams that were in the AFC Championship game last year, and everything comes crashing back to earth, right? And it becomes that time where, as a football team, you think to yourself, you know, can they refocus? Can they make the adjustments that are necessary? Maybe do they need to make a trade or two to bring somebody in a defensive tackle that can really fill the shoes of Star Latulale? Um, but along the same lines, like, can this team get back to what we know they can be? And I say that, right, is when you talk about the team that you were watching last night, and I don't expect just everything to work on the field, right? You've got another team, a talented team on the other side of the ball, a talented coaching staff doing their part, right, to win the football game too. But when I see the 15-yard penalty on Tredavious White, right receiver clearly out of bounds and he just gives the extra shove for no reason whatsoever 15 free yards then you've got Jordan Poyer you got a two-yard loss picks the guy up body slams him out of bounds when he had already been out of bounds it's like what are you doing man like what are you doing this is the drive in the game where you need to get a stop you need to get the ball back so you can go down and try to score down six points to win the game. Because even in that situation, you could have put yourself in a position to win the game. And instead, instead, you give 30 free yards, two free downs. For what? For what? You know, you talk about Sean McDermott, you know, um, talking and, and preaching right about the, the process and playing disciplined football and all of these things. Those are two plays late in the game, right? You're down 30 points and something like that happens. Okay, maybe I get it, right? The frustration, you're a little embarrassed, you do this and that. You're in a position, you need to make a stop. You make a stop, your offense gets the ball back, and you have a chance to win the football game. And you give the Kansas City Chiefs 30 free yards. 30 free yards. Now, you could say, you know what, I mean, the defense has struggled. Of course they have struggled, right? We've looked at so many different things, and you can say to yourself, what have they shown you that they would have gotten a stop there? And maybe they would have, maybe they wouldn't have. But but you give them 30 free yards, you make it a hell of a lot easier for them. That's easy enough to say. So, you know, this is that part of the season 
where I do think for the Bills, it's a little bit of that gut check time. And now that it's that gut check time, what do you have? Right? You go on the road this week and you go to play the New York Jets, who may still have Joe Flacco at quarterback. No more Le'Veon Bell. Jamal Adams is obviously gone. C.J. Mosley is not playing. Um, they are they are a franchise that is hurting, right? And I just say that of you go into that game, right? You're going to play the worst team in football. And what do you need to do? You need to refocus and you need to put it on them like you can. Plain and simple. Offensively, defensively, special teams do not let up, right? Reestablish yourself as a football team. Because then the following weekend, you play the New England Patriots, and they're down a bit right now, and that's fine, right? It was supposed to be a bit of a down season, but you know they're going to be a tougher test than the New York Jets. But now you get the Jets, and that's your get-right game. And after you get right, you put everything from Kansas City behind you, you put everything from Tennessee behind you, and you're back on track, and you're just ready to go. So, like many Bills fans on Twitter right now. I tried not to overreact, step away from the keyboard just a little bit, right? Clear my mind, put this game behind me and look forward to Sunday's matchup with the New York Jets. And I say this, right? I'm usually not one of those be like, you know, the margin of victory you need to, I would like to see the Bills come out and dominate the New York Jets from start to finish on Sunday. And I know that, I mean, you could say that in any game, right? But this is one of those where it's like, Let's refocus, let's get your crap together, and let's take care of business against the New York Jets. Move on from this one, improve yourself to five and two, and then you can move on to take on the rest of your schedule. Because things, you know, after you play the Jets, things don't get any easier after that. They don't get any easier after that. So move forward, put on your big boy pants, and leave the game against the Kansas City Chiefs in the rearview mirror. So... I appreciate you guys letting me kind of vent here a little bit. I know many of you are doing it. Not a, many of us have a, a platform to be able to do it. So the fact that you give me 20 minutes of your time to just kind of share some of those thoughts. And, you know, again, as you go through with all of it, I did I did not go into this game expecting the Bills to win the game. If they won the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, it would have been the most pleasant surprise ever, right? I mean, when you look at the schedule. From that standpoint. And as I was saying before, when Justin Zimmer forced that fumble on Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, are the Bills taking over at the 30 yard line here with a chance to win this football game? Like that would have been stealing a game like I have never seen before. And here they were in that situation. And then you saw the replay. And I mean, it was, I don't even want to say like a split second, I mean, a millisecond where it was boom, boom from one to the next. So, as always, though, listen, I don't want to go to the woulda, coulda, shoulda, what coulda happened, all those types of pieces. You just know I appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and uh, make sure you hit me up with your feedback on Twitter at Anthemarino or in the comments section here at buffalorumblings.com. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, on to bigger and better, right? We're on to the New York Jets. Appreciate you guys listening, and as always, go Bills.